Hello, and welcome to Build Your Empire with Tracy Diotto. I am Tracy Diotto, self-proclaimed network marketing expert and top 0.1% in my network marketing company. If you are loving this station, then please share to your stories. Tag me at tracy.diotto. Let me know what other topics you'd like to hear. And um, as for today's show, we are talking about sales and how people hate that word. It sends shivers up your spine, and we're going to clarify exactly what sales should be all about. Enjoy. All right. Okay. So today we are talking about the word sales. I know this is a word that so many people hate. It sends shivers down their spine because the word sales implies some sort of some sort of sleazy, icky, yucky, salesy mentality. And I, you know, I the when I think of the word sales, it at first it really used to bother me because I I don't think that sales has a good reputation, obviously. Um, but when sales is done the right way, sales can be amazing. And so first I what I want to talk about is why do we hide behind the word sales? So one of the things that I hear a lot in this industry is that people don't like to say that we sell. They don't like to say that we're salespeople. They like to say that we that we share and that we are um, that we just share what the products that we use or this or that. But the thing is, when we try to change the word sales and make it mean something else other than it is, we're avoiding the obvious and we're avoiding the thing that we're trying to tackle, which is getting better at sales. And so yes, selling is sharing, but I don't like that because sharing is only a portion of the sales process. And so um, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into that. So sharing, yes, we do share the products, whatever industry that you're in, whatever company that you're in. um, If you're in sales, you are sharing the product. But sales goes deeper than just sharing. And it goes to understanding the customer's needs. It goes to finding out like what like what their problem points are, what their pain points are, and then identifying a solution for them based on the products that you have to offer. And so, yes, there is the sharing portion, but there's plenty of other steps that go beyond that. And so I think that's where the holdup or the hangup is with people when it comes to sales is that it's very one-sided and it's taught to be very one-sided. And that's not how sales is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be something that's forced. It's not supposed to be something where people are pushed into purchasing something that they don't really need. And, um, And maybe you've had a past experience with a salesperson and, um, who, who try, who was very pushy and who was trying to get you to buy something because maybe they had a goal they had to hit, or maybe all they cared about was the income that they were making, or maybe all they cared about, or maybe they had a quota. And so their, their reasons for reaching out to you was be, it was because they had a mission that they, like there was some sort of goal that they had to hit. And that is 
obviously not coming with the approach of understanding what the client actually needs. And so sales is supposed to happen very fluidly. It's supposed to happen very authentically. But the problem is that there's so much emphasis on goal hitting, on um, on hitting certain numbers and making those numbers mean something about the worthiness of that salesperson or like whether or not they're identified as successful. And so um, that's why sales, I feel like it's just so icky and it's not done correctly. So I'm going to give a past experience that I had and all the things that were wrong with it so that you can get an understanding of what like where I'm coming from. So I had supported a fellow network marketer in her business and I was not I wasn't really in need of her product, but I was curious about it. And so I said, okay, let me give it a try. So I gave the product a try and this was a product that was on auto ship. And, um, what ended up happening was I was on auto ship with this product for a good three months and I used the product daily and I just was not seeing any changes, anything that made me justify continuing to purchase this product on auto ship. And so, um, I canceled my auto ship because I just could not justify spending 130 bucks a month on a product that I just didn't need. And I gave it a fair try. And the, the, um, the woman reached out to me saying, I noticed that you canceled your auto ship. Is everything okay? And I said, yeah, everything's fine. I just can't justify spending that much on a product that I just don't see a change or a change in myself. And she came back with, with a response that was actually quite offensive because she was saying, well, if you can't, if you're, if you can't afford this product, then you like, you definitely can't afford the other product that I really wish you would have tried. And I said, I was taking both of those products. I was actively purchasing both of those products. And, um, and then she continued to come back to me and say that my responses were confusing. And so she didn't understand what products I was taking. And I told her like, you know, I, um, I, don't you have a back office? Don't you have a customer purchase report? Like, is there a way for you to see what your clients are actively purchasing from you in order for you, like to give you some basis on reaching out to these, to your clients. So anyways, I told her that I was offended that, um, that I was not willing to purchase X, Y, and Z, even though I was actively purchasing those particular items. And then I told her, you know what, I'm sorry, next time I will work on being less confusing for you. And I left it at that. And so that experience really just, first of all, my blood was boiling because I really felt like, wow, you, I was actively spending a bunch of money with you every single month for three months. And, um, and you didn't even know what I was buying from you. And you took, and you didn't even take the time to check really quickly before chatting with me. And then, And so I told her I was offended and it wasn't a good experience. And then she continued to tell me that 
the way that I was answering her questions was really confusing. And so it was just a really bad, it was a really bad experience for me. And I was upset and I was offended. And I said, you know what, like being in the network marketing industry, I understand what it, it, what it means to be in sales and to be a good salesperson. And this experience is something that gives our industry a bad reputation. And so you got to think about it. Like if you're in sales and the thought of, of reaching out to a client or selling some selling something to someone makes you feel weird then um, then we need to tackle this from a different angle and what it really boils down to is how do we do sales right how we do how do we do sales the correct way and first of all you got to treat people like a freaking human being you got to treat them like a real person and someone that deserves respect and someone who de- deserves respect is not someone that you are going to force a product on so what you do is you take the time to get to know them you t- you take the time to understand what are their needs And how can your products suit their needs? How can your products help alleviate a problem that they're having? And so no matter what industry or what, no matter what product you are selling, no matter what company you are with, you are selling a particular product because you believe that it can solve a problem. That's why products exist because it solves a particular problem. So if you are in, um, you know, if you're in a makeup company, it helps solve people's problem with, you know, maybe they have in like skin tones. That's not, that's not imbalanced, imbalanced skin tones, or maybe they, they want, they have issues with their confidence. So they want to feel more beautiful, or maybe, maybe you work with a hair care company and people have hair loss issues or issues with growing their hair and strengthening, strengthening their hair. So you, you stand behind the, the hair care products like, or weight loss solutions, you know, like all the things. And so when we are talking to our clients, we need to identify how our products can solve the problems that they have. And you were coming from an angle of genuinely knowing that my product can help solve this issue. So you wouldn't tell a person who has struggles with gaining weight, maybe they're severely underweight, and you wouldn't come to them with a weight loss shake. You wouldn't tell them, ah, you need to get on this program with me so you can lose 10 pounds when this person's like actively trying to gain weight. Um, I wouldn't, you wouldn't sell hair care products to a person who is bald. Like, you know what I mean? And so it's really all about understanding your clients, understanding their needs and coming to them with a solution. And so that's that's why I believe sales has a really bad reputation because it tends to be this mentality of like forcing and being pushy and coming after people with this like aggressive um, mentality when that's really not how it should be done. And if it's being if it's being done in a very aggressive manner, it's because that salesperson has motives that are putting them in a mindset where they start becoming desperate and they start becoming aggressive. And so when you are coming from a place of like abundance and understanding that 
I have an amazing product and I will share this with anyone and everyone and get to know people and help identify solutions for them, you start becoming what they call a paid problem solver because that's ultimately what sales is. You are solving problems and you are a paid problem solver. Um, the other issue that I'm that I'm hearing or that I've experienced with people is that they don't like uh, for other people to know that you are making money off of them. And that I believe is more of a it's more of a deeply rooted problem uh, because I'm here to tell you that you deserve to get paid for the work that you do. You deserve to get paid for the services you provide. Now this might not be a job where you get a wage for showing up, or for whatever it is, you know, you're not getting paid to show up when you are in sales, you are getting paid to solve a problem. And so I think it's a lot easier to collect money from an employer, because that's just how society has conditioned us, right? Um, But once we start collecting money off of a sale that we made, that's when we start getting in our own heads and we start feeling gross about it. But there's nothing gross and icky and yucky about solving someone's problem and getting paid for it. There is a beautiful unison (laughs) or a beautiful... um, I don't know the exact words for it, but it like when you are able to provide a service and do it like providing that service in a way that you thoroughly enjoy and then getting paid to do that when you're able to combine the two, that's when that's like the ideal situation. But all of a sudden we start pulling back from it and we don't want to get paid for providing an amazing service like it's almost It's almost like it's like we don't allow ourselves to be in that mindset. We don't allow ourselves to be in that position to actually enjoy making money in a way that you see the direct benefit for the people that you know, right? Because like if you worked at a restaurant, you would have no problem serving your friends at the restaurant because you're not directly making the money off of them, you're getting paid an hourly wage. Obviously, if you're a waitress or something, you're getting tips, but like if you were if you to, if you were to work at McDonald's and your friends came through and you were working you were working the cash register, you would have no problem servicing your friends because you're getting a wage from your employer. But your employer is getting that money to pay you because of the sales that you made to your friends. And so the money all has to be has to come from a sale. It has to come from a person spending money. And so whether you earn it indirectly by earning an hourly wage or you earn it by providing a service and directly getting paid commission on that, you're still making the money, you're still providing a service. And so you need to get out of your own head on how you're making the money, whether it's you're looking at it like, oh, I'm I'm taking from them or I don't want them to know I'm making that money. Like you should like more power to you for stepping into into this mentality of I'm in control 
of the amount of effort that I put in. And therefore, when I'm in control of the amount of effort that I put in, I'm in control of more, I'm in more control of the results that flow through that. I'm in more control of the income that I make. And that's when you really start embrace being a business owner, because then you realize that the better service you provide, the more money that you're going to make. And when you start making more money, you realize that, holy cow, like, I actually have a lot more control over my income than if I were to earn an hourly wage or a salary from someone else, from an employer. Because, hi, Laura, <laughs> because I was in a position where I was work, I was in a salaried job and I was uh, working, when I first took that position, I was working 40 hours a week. And as things progressed and things got busier. There were times when I was putting in 60, 70, 80 hour weeks. And guess what? My pay didn't change. (laughs) I still collected the same exact paycheck if I put in 40 hours or 80 hours. And so when you put yourself in a position of becoming an entrepreneur and you really embrace being a business owner and understanding that like, okay, I actually, I have more control in this in this position, then that's when you really start embracing like, okay, I am worthy of, of earning money off of the services that I provide. And it just really all starts coming together. And having that, having that control is really empowering because then you realize like, I'm not stuck. I'm really not stuck and there's actually more opportunity out there than I realized. And I was actually just watching a, um, a reel yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. If you don't follow Coach Stormy, she's amazing. Uh, she's a multimillionaire in the network marketing industry. But she was saying, how are you living in 2022 without $10,000 in your savings? And, and it was it, her words, but I really thought it was amazing. But she was saying, how are you living in 2022 with less than $10,000 in your savings? When you have the internet, when you have all these amazing opportunities to make money. Oh, there was more to it. She said, how are you living in 2022 with less than $10,000 in your savings? And it's 11 o'clock in the morning and you're still asleep. There's the internet. There's so many ways that we like we can make money and it's really up to us to go out there and explore what is available. And I will tell you, anyone who is making money, who is not working a job, who is not working a salaried or, or hourly wage job, their income is dependent on the amount of production that they make and it is a and it is a paid like it is likely sales. It is probably nine times out of 10, if someone is not at a salaried or hourly wage job, the money that they're making is dependent on sales. I know that there's other like contract work out there that's available as well, but anyone who's in business for themselves um, depends on making sales. Whether you you own your own business, um, you own your own spa or hair salon, you're, you are still dependent on the amount of people that walk through that door and pay for a service. 
So it's all sales, it's all revenue. And so when you start looking at it, the, at, at everything from a mindset of, I am in sales and I, and I am entitled to make money on the services that I provide because I am providing an amazing service. I'm taking the time to understand my customer and I'm taking the time to provide a solution for them. And then on top of that, I'm going to follow up with them afterwards to make sure that they love what they got, you are then a full-on business owner and understanding that sales is not a bad thing. Sales is an amazing thing. And the more that we embrace the sales mentality and what it actually means to be a salesperson, like truly to be a really good salesperson, it's in the relationships it's in the like taking the time to care because i guarantee when you think about sales and you think about like a salesperson and you like it sends shivers up your spine it's likely because you're thinking about someone who just didn't care all they cared about was themselves and not about you and that was the experience that i had that was the experience that i had that completely turned me off and you know i can i can sit here today and come from a mindset of like i was not mean to that person i told that person exactly how i felt but i came from a mindset of of confidence and knowing i know what it's what it means to be a good salesperson and this person is not a good salesperson and i have no problem telling them exactly how i felt about the service that they provided to me and how they made me feel so um yeah, I'm going to wrap this up and just let you know that if as long as you're honest about the fact that you are in sales and that you are constantly on a quest to learn how to become better at it, you are going to crush it. You are going to, I don't want to say dominate, <laughs> but you are going to be really amazing at sales and you're going to understand that it really just boils down to being a really awesome person, an awesome person who cares and who takes the time and who, who isn't pressed on their own agenda. Okay. So, um, thanks so much for hanging out with me today and listening. And, uh, if you have any questions, feel free to let me know. All right. I'll see you later.